Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. Oh, I mean, cha 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 cha. Sorry. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I, hi. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm Macy. <laughs> and we're chit-chatting. Yeah. And we thought we weren't doing it. And then we decided to do it because we weren't not doing it. Well, we had a miscommunication. We did. And we had to just get together and clarify. So, yes. And we fixed it. So it's great. (laughs) It's so good. Look at me. I am. Look at you. The other side of what always shows on my screen. Yeah. That's the, the, sides of many windows it's the other side I was too lazy to pull my desk out and sit on the other side like usual so well you normally I just sidled up to it this way you normally use a background anyways or you could have but that's okay I forgot it's fine it's you know whatever (laughs) so I like reorganized my office today and I I realized that I I did this as a kid a lot I don't know if you did this but like where you'd have to like change the position of things in your room on a like intervaling schedule at some point like I still do that but yeah like I don't like things to be in the same place for too long no I have to rotate things around because I always realized it was better how I had it before. I did, then, I did that today. I was like, again, oh, here. And then I realized I couldn't even <laughs> access my keyboard on this side. So then I had to like angle it. Uh, it was, it was a mess. In my front room there, you know how there's those little chairs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're there. And sometimes I realize they're way better on the other wall. Yeah. You just got to play with it. And, be and then okay I'll with realize, no, they were way better on that other wall where they had them originally. Yeah. And so I'm liking the layout I did today. It feels like more spacious when you walk in and part of it all started with one small thing, which is during daytime when I'm on calls, like with the university or whatever, the sun comes in like right square in my face. And I look like I'm glowing like very brightly and there's no way to turn it down. There's only ways to turn up your face brightness. So I'm trying to angle where I catch shade. This is shade. Catch shade. Yep. Well, some of my rooms really only have two options. Like my bedroom here, I can either have the bed where it is or I can have the bed on the wall I'm facing right now. It doesn't fit anywhere else. So I just periodically switch it back and forth between those two walls. And it's like a whole new room. I heard it's uh, like an Italian, um, like faux pas basically to have your bed where the feet are facing the the door so like if your bed was against the window and your feet were facing the doorway I would never do that that's bad feng shui yeah see like it's it's a thing I guess no it either goes there where it is on that wall yep or it goes over there on this wall yeah exactly it would have to go on that wall which would actually look like a cool uh like backboard almost that's what it was originally supposed to be oh okay then you you open your door into your bed all the time no because i have it a little more that way got it got it that makes Um, sense (laughs) i mean pros and cons to every wall i moved my bed over there when paul was painting this and then i decided well that's silly to paint this beautiful thing that i can't ever look at absolutely so I just left my bed over there where I can gaze upon the splendor Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the art yeah and actually right now you get to show people your painting 
with oh, your, butt, your butt cheek horrible bruise. roller derby hematoma that was turned into art because it's so big many I mean, many glorious shades of purple that were developing on my touche touche yes yes so do you remember when I had when I shared with you like my really like traumatic dream about body bags and all of that yeah and we decided it was stress you were carrying around in your life that you needed to like put down so I had another dream last night another body bag dream not a body bag dream it's interesting though it's gonna pique your counselor interest so okay peek away peek away so I have two leopard geckos in real life that's a real life thing and I dreamt about them in the tank and that I bought this little, little tiny snake. And it looked almost like a worm size of a snake. And I put it in the tank with the leopard geckos, like, oh, just like a tank addition. I didn't feel any animosity by that. And I put it in there. The little tiny snake then ate one of my leopard geckos and the leopard gecko, like you could then see the whole outline of the gecko inside of the little snake because it's, it's like stretched it out. And so now I'm like panicking. Cause my, you know, my favorite leopard gecko is inside of the snake. And then the leopard gecko starts clawing and biting its way and eats its way out of the snake's belly. And then I woke up. What do you think it means? Um, I, I think that it coming out was supposed to feel good, but it was like pretty gross looking. So it didn't feel good. Well, freedom was achieved, but at what cost? Yes. At the ripping open of the belly of the snake. I think there's a lot to explore there. Yes. Oh, sorry if you just heard gagging. (laughs) Boo just gagged. I've gone to dream (laughs) interpretation workshops and conferences. Ooh, I, classes. I, I used to be really into it. I'm, I love uh, Carl Jung's Man and His Symbols. This is a book that I keep nearby because I really like, I really like it. It has like good stuff in there. Yeah, I got a lot of the Jung on the shelf as well. Yeah, I gotta like the Jung. Anyways, I just wanted to share that so we can add it to my catalog of anxiety dreams. I got to witness a guy humping the concrete outside my kitchen window today. Which concrete? Like out, like you know how the neighbors have that concrete wall next, uh, like oh yeah, like right on their driveway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, directly outside my. Uh Yeah, there was a guy out there humping humping the concrete wall. Like I'm not kidding. Was he successful? Off, humping the wall. Pants off. Pants off. It's cold outside, sort of. Well, and concrete chafes yeah i did he was he did appear to be smoking some drugs prior to the humping so there was some smoking some humping and then he passed straight out right there laying there by the concrete wall and then he was gone so (laughs) it's never boring in brown's edition it's never i mean i have so much action just right outside my window all the time (laughs) that is exciting Never a dull moment. I used to always say you don't need a TV in Brown's edition. You just sit out on your porch. That's why you watch have the entertainment. That's why you have a lot of windows, but also dark window coverings. Yes. Blackout curtains on every window. 100%. <laughs> yes. All Do right. we have time to talk more or is that it? I can save my thing for next time. Oh, we can talk more. I'm good. I'm chill. Well, 
Go for it's it. a whole other thing. Remember when we did the book banning uh, topic? Yeah. And people were very passionate about that and yeah. like shocked, outraged, questioning. Yeah, why they had a lot of feelings. And then I thought, well, why don't we, you know, instead of just showing banned books, why don't we like share maybe five of our favorite books? Oh yeah. This is something you've asked me about and I've been, I've been ignoring your request. I know you ignored your, my request. <laughs> your homework. I'm so, I don't, I hate it. I hate I it. What do you want from me? Um, well, I'll share mine. And then if you okay. ever feel like it, you can share yours. Okay. Go for it. So and, and these were just the ones that came to mind. I read constantly. So there's mm-hmm. probably amazing books that I love that I just didn't have pop into my mind for the list. So I put on here, The Bone Setter's Daughter by Amy Tan. Mm-hmm. And I've reread that book many times. So that's kind of a sign to me also. Like mm-hmm. I like it if I'll go back to it and read it again. Um, and my experience of reading this book has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still is powerful and the grief like lingers with me after I've read it Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel compelled to live a better life no another one is the once and future king okay which is a king arthur story and I I have not read that book since high school but I know I loved it so much that it was like a coveted treasure and I've taken it from house to house to house, state to state as I've moved. And it's always like, you know, you reverentially place it on the bookshelf. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's part of it my, means something. my yeah. luggage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was. You're Stephen Kinger, right? I, yeah, I've been into Stephen King since sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that book was one of the ones that I couldn't read at night it was so scary but like the idea was so enticing and terrifying and like every single time I look at a pile of stones I think of Pet Cemetery. cemetery. Uh, The Frog and Toad stories Mm. they're brilliant they're deceptively simple full of heart I often relate to Toad And the clan of the cave bear. Oh my gosh. I read that when I was in high school and I felt like I found like dirty books that I could like purchase or not purchase, but uh, take from the school library to read. Like they well, were so provocative for same with me, but elementary school. <laughs> yeah, no, I think mine had to have been high school. Cause I was in Spokane. I mean, did you read it? It was all? a naughty book. Yeah, but it was also, like, throughout. I mean, I haven't read it since then, but it seemed like it was a good story too. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they were hefty books and I remember I've read the whole series and I I think it was just like tabooish the way that it talked about the like sexual stuff. Well, I remember there. being pretty hot. Probably. <laughs> I mean, my hormones were I still remember the point. characters. It was like Ayla and John Jular, which were like... <laughs> totally made up names <laughs> totally. oh I just thought of another one sort of in that like bad yeah. but enticing yeah. genre do you remember the flowers in the attic books oh yeah 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 we're like I don't remember brothers and sisters are having sex with each other yeah. like that was so popular in my circle when we were like really young too young to be too young thinking about that stuff. I don't think I read that until way later though. but isn't that kind of twisted though that Absolutely. that book was designed to make that topic like sensual and like that you'd yeah. be into it 
which is weird. It's very weird now that I think about it. VC yeah. Andrews. <laughs> shame, shame. Know your name. Was that all of them? I can try to try yeah, to list. five. Okay. That was the homework assignment. Okay, okay, five okay. Books. All right. I'm gonna wing it. I'm and a little it. blurb about why. Okay, okay. So I I have a I'm have a bit of a completionist personality with things that I enjoy. So what I tend to do is I find an author and if I really like it, then I feel a need to find all and read all of their books. Um, but I'll, I'll pick like a standout from, from the authors. So just know that like most of the ones I'm going to talk about, I've read all their books and I think they're all good, but here's an idea. So Haruki Murakami is the book that I had you borrow that I told you. You loaned it to me, but I was terrified to read it. Cause you, you, cause you asked me, can you read it in the bath? And I said, no. And then I was like, That's well, what can I do pages. then? I might as well just never crack it. And I gave it back. <laughs> and you gave it back to me. It was too so, much pressure. <laughs> but that's part of my completionist thing is like, that was my, you know, if that one's missing, then I don't have my, my uh, series anymore. Not series, but my collection. So that one was the Wind Up Bird Chronicle. And I think that's a good one um, for that author. He is very, um, uh, Japanese author, very, I would say like psychological fantasy with a different cultural perspective on things. And I often would like, when you read it, it feels really like real life until all of a sudden you feel like you've been flipped upside down and somehow are in still this life but everything's different. I don't know how to explain it any other way than oddly like that. Okay. So there's that one. Then a phantom toll booth. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's like a childhood favorite that I would reread anytime. Um, I loved it because, you know, like jump to conclusion Island. Uh, Like there's all these like play on ways of thinking that as a kid, um, it was kind of clever, very clever. You're right. Yes. Very clever. And it was all about this kid who's like overly bored. And it's, it's like the dangers of that and the dangers of not doing anything. And, Mm. um, it's, it's, it's very entertaining. You should talk is the dog. I like talk in that, that book. Okay. Number three, Okay, Dean Koontz is my other collection that I've read all the Dean Koontz book. I'm not as much of a Stephen King fan. I feel like he's unnecessarily wordy. And it may be because I once bought a book that was like the unabridged version. And it was like lengthy and two pages of describing the field before anything happened. And I don't, I did not enjoy that. And I've tried, I've like, I start them. And then I, I, I just doesn't you know, pull me in. I was an avid Stephen King fan, read every single thing uh-huh. as they were released, you know, like gotta get it. As like they- and then he came out with, and then the books did start getting longer and longer mm-hmm. and became a little more of a struggle for me. Um, and then when he released, I think it was called Insomnia. 
Okay. I couldn't finish it. Like it was too long. I just wasn't in the right headspace at that time. Mm -hmm. And I actually stopped at that point reading Stephen King for a really, really, really long time. Because of that. And and just picked it back up, you know, a few years ago. And then, and now I'm playing catch up because I have like, because he's wrote like 60 books. So yeah, there's a lot. Oh, I have like 20, 30 books. And that may be part of why I've like, because I haven't fully like clinged on with like, I love this book. I don't have one that I finished of his. And it may be because there's so many there, that side of me like has a problem with that. Um, I have been enjoying everything that I've been going back and reading though. That's good. I'm currently reading Mr. Mercedes, which is a three-part detective Mm -hmm. one. Um, So Dean Koontz, I like a lot. uh, I would say definitely in that similar vein as Stephen King, but a little bit more on the, uh, you know, a little bit more detectives involved often in the stories or, you know, like a little bit more mystery type tie-in. So the the book that I'd recommend, though, uh, that was my favorite out of all that I've read, The Door to December. So this one, um, the little bio here, when a pair of renowned psychologists are brutally murdered from an unexpected causes, Laura McCaffrey is called to assist in the case. Uh, she meets with the police to, uh, lieutenant and they're told that one of the victims was her divorced spouse, Dylan, who kidnapped their only daughter six years ago. So mm-hmm. like kind of psychologically thrillery, sometimes there is like paranormally stuff within the books too that kind of gets laced in subtly I would say it's very subtle there was a book like about a dog that I read of him a long time ago that I really liked oh he so that's one thing I really like about um Dean Koontz is that so in all of his books uh there is a reference to his golden retriever and I think he's passed away now and he still has the golden retriever play a part or shows up in all of his books which I think is sweet (laughs) Um, and the last one uh, would be Joe Nesbo is the author and uh, detective type books and Redbreast would probably be a good book to start with for them. I like it because like they're Norwegian, it's translated from um, Norwegian and it's just a very fast paced detective uh type book that is fun yeah it's fun to read awesome there you go all right those are our five favorite books that we could think of at at the moment (laughs) enjoy what are your five favorite books and why let us know follow us on facebook share and we will tell the world Bye. bye